everyone. Welcome back to our IT time. And this time it's not time to talk about tech, but about, in my opinion, very equally important topics such as gender and social equality, the importance of education and being a critical advocate for change. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, our guest today is Ellie, also known as US Mom in Germany. Welcome, Ellie. I'm excited you decided to join us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, for those of our listeners who do not know you, could you give an introduction of yourself? Sure. So like you said, I'm Allie and I run at USA Mom in Germany TikTok. Um, I have been living in Germany for about two and a half years now. I immigrated from the United States and I was in academia for about 12 years before I moved here. And I've had two little girls since living here. So I started a TikTok account and it has taken off and here we are now. Um, I actually came across you because I read the article in The Independent and then I made a TikTok account to uh, watch your videos. <laughs> so you're the only person I follow. And I watched a few of your videos and I found them really inspiring how you finished your university PhD and how you've been in academia while, while raising your son by yourself. Um, how was that experience? Did you have a good support system? <laughs> I, at the time, did not have a very strong support system. I was taking classes about an hour and a half drive away. And so I was dropping my son off at daycare at five in the morning or whenever it was that they would open, driving to class, taking classes as early as I could before daycare closed, driving back and then studying into the night. So um, I have some mom guilt surrounding that for sure, because I don't think he got 100% of you know the mom that he needed, but I was doing it in order to support him later on. And so... You know, it was it was not an easy time in life for sure, um, but the goal was later on. That's so inspiring, and that's that's crazy. I just, for me, for example, my parents were also studying while uh, they had me and my sister, and I just remember how stressful it was for them. But we were literally living a two minute walk from the university, <laughs> so. <laughs> I can imagine how much work there must have been living away a one and a half hour drive. That's crazy. Yeah. Three hours a day in a car was a waste of time for sure. When I had a son in daycare, but you do what you got to do. That's true. And what were the really valuable non-academic lessons you learned during that time? Ah, oh, man, I try to pass these on to my students as often as I can. And so I think that the first lesson is that you can do anything for a little while. You know, there's some really tough times in life that you're going to go through and it's going to feel like you can't do it, but you can. Uh, as long as it doesn't last forever, you can get through it. And the second thing is always have an account with some money in it that you don't know how you're going to spend it. Uh, not an emergency account necessarily, just some money set aside for when you can't do it anymore and you need to take a break when something goes wrong and so you don't have to panic. Um, and even if that's money that you've borrowed, having that money ready is going to save you. Well, that's a really good tip. I need to set up an account like that. It's going to make my life a bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you would give one advice to our listeners who are facing a similar situation where you say setting an account aside or, I don't know, some people say wake up every morning at six and do your daily routine or, yeah. Do you have like one specific advice you would give to our listeners? Oh man, if only it were that easy. Um, 
<laughs> I think when people hear this story, they may think of someone sitting in front of a computer and managing their time perfectly and waking up early to be out the door. There were times where I woke up too early because I had lost sense of, of time altogether and times where I woke up too late and was making excuses like anybody else. The, the pizza boxes while I was writing my dissertation were stacked so high that I couldn't see over them. <laughs> uh, there, there is no wonderful piece of advice um, to give somebody who's going through what will be the most challenging time um, other than to just keep going. I had the same experience. I mean, I was studying. I didn't have children, but the pizza pizza boxes were definitely stacked up very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now that you moved to uh, Germany, you're or you're trying to be or combine criticism and advocacy to foster change uh, on your social media channels, right? What made you decide to start this journey? This was not a conscious decision. I didn't sit down one day and go, I'm going to start this account so that I can, you know, engage in advocacy and so that I can criticize the social system. Um, it started as a way for me to connect with people in the pandemic, which I think is what brought a lot of people to TikTok in general. Um, so I just started sharing mundane daily things about my life in Germany and came to find that there were a lot of people in the U.S. who also found it interesting. And that evolved into a social political conversation. The longer I stayed in Germany, the more I realized that there were things that I had access to that I couldn't ever dream of having access to in the U.S. I shared those things and the conversation continued. And to this day, it, my TikTok account is just mainly things that have happened to me or things that I have discovered that I am sharing um, with statistics, facts, laws, whatever it is that backs that up in terms of my experience. I don't think that my experience in Germany is universal and I don't claim for it to be that way. But I do think that sharing what is out there with the American people as a contrast to what they may be living is incredibly important. That's really amazing. And do you encounter a lot of critics? Oh, absolutely. Um, not only I, anybody who's on the Internet is going to encounter a lot of critics, regardless of what their content is. If you speak out about sociopolitical content, they come in tenfold. Um, I have, you know, my husband makes a joke that there are accounts that are my enemies or my arch nemesis and that you need an arch nemesis in order to be the hero. And I don't, I don't think of myself as a hero in any way, shape or form, but it is kind of fun to engage with those accounts and to, you know, see the contrasting points of view to go back and forth. And yeah, I mean, you can either embrace the criticism or you can, you can let it tear you down. And so I try to embrace it as much as possible. So you have like a few accounts that are constantly challenging you on your views. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'll screen record my content and then, you know, either tear me down personally or they'll attempt to, you know, talk about the, the social political issues. And I appreciate that. So it just oh, yeah, depends on how they come at it, I suppose. <laughs> that's true. Getting personal, I don't think would be the right way. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you started two years ago with the pandemic and now you have around a million followers on TikTok, right? No, not quite a million yet. I woke up this morning to just over 750,000. So I'm very appreciative of that. That sounds like you have a really broad audience. And what is like the core message you're trying to convey to your listeners? My core message is that the propaganda that the US people have been fed uh, since they were young is not necessarily true. The idea that the United States is the greatest country on earth is an idea that can and should be challenged. 
And when we are looking at other political systems, other socioeconomic systems, um, things go better in other countries very often. The U.S. is number one in very little, and the things that we are number one in are maybe not so great. So taking the time to look at those systems, challenge our ideas, challenge the things that we've been taught since we were young, and then eventually engage in some sort of advocacy to change things, because things can be changed. That would be my core message. I certainly agree. I think um, things can be changed. Actually, um, I mean, I grew up in Germany, as you know, and through your videos, I've learned so much about the German social system I wasn't aware of. So um, based on the content you do, would you say that most of your followers are actually German as well? I certainly have a variety of German followers, and I almost strictly compare the United States with Germany, but my comments certainly do not, as people from all around the world come in to share their experiences and what their country is like and what their culture is like. So we have a very broad conversation happening on my TikTok account. I think that's really great because I don't necessarily think people exchange their thoughts about the different social systems, and that's a great way to learn from one another. Absolutely. And do you think your past experience inspired you to advocate for change um, about, for example, the American school system or social system? Absolutely. My experiences have definitely driven my participation in this TikTok account. I have gone through some things in my life that have shaped who I am. And those things include homelessness, being a single mother, having to deal with lots of debt for student loans, having to deal with high mortgage rates. I mean, I could go on. And I think that it's important to speak out about those things because I have personal experience, but also to create a place where people who don't usually have a voice, who can't speak up for themselves, can come into my comments. I can amplify their voice for them. Um, and we can you know, have these shared experiences that are coming out on the TikTok platform, as well as my own experiences. And yeah, absolutely. Those have inspired a lot of the discussions that I've had on, on TikTok and will continue to. Have you have you like specifically helped some of your followers on TikTok to make a change in their lives or maybe even move abroad? I am not an immigration specialist and I do not claim to be. I do have a video um, offering advice from immigration specialists or you know recommending some immigration specialists. My goal instead to get people out of the US is to make change in the US. And so I continue to highlight those differences in an effort to advocate for a change. But I understand that people don't have the time to wait. And so if they want to immigrate, I, I offer that as well on my channel as far as recommendations go. Okay. Have you encountered criticism that you try to change something in a country you're not currently living in? I certainly have heard some pushback from people saying, why are you trying to change things now that you've left? Leave us alone, right? And I understand you don't want change. Well, you certainly don't want somebody from another country coming in to push for change. Um, but as an immigrant abroad, I can still vote. And I still have a lot of experiences with people back home. I have friends and family who are still in the American system. And so, yeah, of course, I'm going to continue to, to fight for change. A lot of people say, you know, if you were a patriot, then you wouldn't be saying such negative things about the U.S., And in my view, patriotism is not always saying nice things about your country or your culture. Patriotism is trying to make your country and your culture as good as it can possibly be. And so in my view, I continue to be a patriot. I honestly think it's really great what you're doing. And like I said, I learned a lot about the German social system listening to your videos. 
And uh, I really like how you try to make an impact by drawing attention to issues. I believe most people are not even aware of that they exist. Um, just out of curiosity, how do you choose the issues you focus on? I try to focus on issues that I have personal experience um, I don't like to talk about things where I'm completely separated from the issue, and I don't think that it's my place to do so. However, there are some things that I don't have personal experience with that I will speak to if there are major emerging issues. Um, but yeah, things that I've experienced or at least you know, been on the outskirts of experiencing. Okay, that's that's good. And what advice would you give to someone who also wants to raise their voice about I don't know inequalities and actually try to make an impact, but is not really sure how to? If someone wants to engage in advocacy, the first thing I think that they have to do is listen. And then after you have listened to the voices that typically are not amplified, use your voice to amplify those voices. Yeah. Your voice is only as important as the weakest voice that you're amplifying. And so you have, you have to speak for not only yourself, not only from your own point of view, but allow those who are in a weaker position than you and in, suffering from poverty, suffering from homelessness, suffering in the general from the system that's mistreating them, uh, give them an opportunity to speak through you. And if you do that, you'll be all right. But if you come to a platform and you want to speak just so that you can obtain fame or just so that you can be heard or just so that you can complain, um, that's not going to be effective and, and no one's going to want to listen to it. <laughs> That's really great. Just out of curiosity, um, where do you plan on going? Do, do you have like a do you have like a plan for the future with your advocacy, or are you just going along and seeing what happens? For me, the advocacy that I engage in comes in the form of raising awareness about issues and changing the minds of the voters. It also comes in the form of petitions and financial advocacy and engaging in campaigns where there's advertising for this change. I will continue to do that into the future as much as possible, but I have to also wait for those sponsors and those deals and those, you know, brand opportunities to come about. And so in waiting for those, I will continue to just speak out about the differences that I see. Uh, and then as those opportunities arise to engage in those sort of more formal advocacy platforms, I'll take advantage of them. I hope our podcast can help to raise a bit more awareness. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I appreciate it. That's great. Um, so thank you very much, Ellie. We're almost at the end and I really learned some valuable insights. I, um, I really admire your accomplishments and I find them very inspirational. And before we finish this episode, I always need to know what's your favorite tea? <laughs> You know, uh, as an American living in Germany, I do not drink much tea, but I will drink any kind of coffee. So can my favorite type of tea be coffee? I was just waiting for someone to give me that answer. I said it the other day to my colleague. I'm, like, I'm just waiting for someone to say my favorite tea is coffee or uh, <laughs> Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can take the girl out of the U.S., but you can't take the U.S. out of the girl. <laughs> That's great. So your favorite kind of tea is coffee. I totally, I will totally go along with that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. It was really great. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Ellie. And I would also like to thank our listeners for being here with us for our third episode of IT Time. 
even if this time our topic was a bit more general and less focused on tech. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. And in our next episode, we get to meet Alison, the president of Women in Manufacturing Association and Education Foundation and the podcast host of Hear Her Story. And I'm very excited to introduce you to her. Again, if there are any individuals you would like us to talk to or topics you would like us to talk about, reach out to us and we will see what we can do. Until then, take care. <laughs>